The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is July 11th, 7 a.m. Patrick and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in on this day that the monks, beautiful Mount Angel Abbey, celebrate in fashion. It is the Feast of St. Benedict. He was so beloved by his monks, they tried to poison him. <laughs> well, it's all about the hospitality, Brenda. <laughs> That's it. I mean, if, if you can get that kind of hospitality at an abbey, boy, you are in good company. I, I never ran into that at Mount Angel Abbey, though. They're, mm-hmm. they're always taking impeccable care of their guests up there and treating them uh, really like royalty. It's, it's kind of amazing the way they roll out the red carpet on the hilltop. So I was talking last week with Father Thomas as we were preparing for, I, I guess we were talking about the Benedict Festival. It might have been a little bit longer than that. And I talked about the rule a little bit of St. Benedict and how they still live that at Mount Angel Abbey. And he said of all the rules they have, one that they always laugh about, according to St. Benedict, you should drink half a bottle of wine every day. <laughs> he goes, we don't live by that one. But that is in the rule book, apparently, of St. Benedict. So it sounds like the Benedict Festival over last week, and it was last Saturday, sold out crowd. It was a wonderful day up on the hilltop. And our office manager, Deb, was there said it was fantastic. And, of course, the hospitality was impeccable that the monks rolled out. I don't know if uh, half bottles of wine were, were consumed, but it <laughs> sounded like maybe some Benedictine brewery uh, uh, libations were served up. So that's always a fun place to go. Absolutely. And they're so welcoming. It, you can just drive up there. And visit the grounds. Oh, it's yeah. not They're not oh, yeah. closed to people uh, to be able to go and visit. And they constantly have great events. So they just had the Benedict Festival. And then coming up at the end of the month, it's the Bach Festival. And I've been talking to them about that. And we've done some interviews. Well, they got a great lineup. And that's over three days. They are just pulling out all the stops. And sounds like they're going to have a little bit of fun at that concert, too. Oh, they always do. And you've got the retreats at the conference center and the guest house. And, you know, constantly going throughout the year. There's always something happening on the hilltop. And most importantly, the monks are up there praying at the Liturgy of the Hours. And you can join them anytime in the chapel as well as on the Hail Mary Media app. We've got that. That That's Liturgy right. of the Hours right there. So you, you're never far from the hilltop if you got that Hail Mary media app which is really cool i pray it throughout the day you know it's always fun to kind of join the monks i've got my uh, friends that are monks up there and brothers and, and it's always neat to see them come in they file in and and you can pray throughout the day Okay, I'm going to pray throughout these next two hours that I do not call you David throughout the show. Now, that was my problem yesterday. I think I counted three or four times. Must be the half bottle of wine. It might be that I'm doing, I'm following the rule very closely because I'm trying to be holy. But there is a reason for that. Now, I read this study, Patrick, so I was going to share this with you. And it does go along the lines yesterday of our second cup where we talked about large Catholic families and children, what they can expect. And one of those things is not to be called or to be called by the wrong name, to not be called by their name. So the thing is, according to the study, is the human brain categorizes relationships. 
So with regards to the family, that is all a a love and close relationship. So the brain puts all of those members of the family into the same basic kind of like a file cabinet. So that's why parents get names mixed up because they're pulling from that file cabinet. Even close friends of, of children, when you bring them into that relationship part of the brain, you'll even start drawing their names into the family. So while when I am at home, I never call anybody at my house, Patrick, David or Aaron or Deborah. But when I'm at work, because you're all in this work category in the brain, I can I can mix those names up pretty easily. So we're in the wrong file. You're in, and I, you're in the wrong filing cabinet in my brain. You are in just kind of the 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 cabinet full of squirrels. If you're going to call me something, calling me David is actually I take that as a compliment. Oh, good. Well, I, don't be offended. So I'm going to work. I'm going to work real hard today to keep my category straight and keep the squirrels that run around in my mind to a, a limited uh, access to the memories. And it, it's meant to keep you humble. That's it. Humility. And and we will be talking about this. Brenda is going to be on a humility panel tonight. What were they thinking? The International Panel of Humility. We're going to get your crown polished and ready. Thank so you. Can I, wear I'm that very tonight. proud of that. Me and Dr. Ray, <laughs> we buy. I think you're missing the point. The the most humble. I That is my goal to be the most humble person I know. I think I'm winning at that. We're going to talk more about that. And Patrick, what else do you have coming up today? Well, if you are in Salem, you may be getting a little light in the in the wallet. This is some surprising what? news. Yeah, Salem residents, you want to listen up on this because, uh, yeah, they're, they're going after your money. Well, this is interesting because you as Catholics, Patrick, are more generous than ever. <laughs> this supports the Holy Father's Apostolic Missions, United States, biggest contributor to peter pence than any other nation in the world yeah so i'll tell you more about that too coming up in today's show we'll get things started now with jesse monobusin the life you're living we are patrick and brenda on the morning blend right here at mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life
Day Radio. That's Jesse Bonabusen and the life you're living. 710 Pat and Brenda with you here on the Morning Blend. In for David this morning, who's on vacation. And just ahead, we're going to tell you how to use humor in social justice. Never thought the two would go together. We'll find out how they're related with Michael Davis next after we check weather on Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Hello, Bill Lemire here from the Labore Society. Did you know that Labore has now rescued close to 400 Catholic vocations from the barrier of student loan debt? Labore envisions a culture where vocations to priesthood and religious life will never be lost to student loan debt. Our vision, of course, depends on the generosity of devoted Catholics like you. Please visit rescuevocations.org to learn how you can help us strengthen the future of the Catholic Church. 
No matter where your summer travels take you, Monterey Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 710 at Monterey Radio and the weather well, cloudy. We're starting again this morning with that marine layer, but it should give way to sunshine this afternoon. 30% chance of rain. Nothing on the radar right now. High headed up to 79. Partly cloudy tonight with some increasing cloudiness. Low down around 60. And we could see 90s by the weekend. It looks like it is starting to pick up. Fortunately, already today, uh, I'm starting to see a little blue sky breaking through those clouds. I didn't see any sun breakthrough yesterday, at least in Vancouver. In Portland, out. we got maybe three minutes in the afternoon, <laughs> and I, we kept waiting for that sunshine to come out. And then, nah, no, nope. didn't come. It was still <laughs> warm, though. You know, and it is already starting to warm up, too, this morning. 62 degrees already at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it's 59 at St. Patrick Parish in downtown Portland. It is time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice with our podcast host, Michael Davis. Michael Davis is joining me today to tell us about more ways to open up a conversation. Well, the issues around social justice are very similar. Well, it is possible to use humor as a way to engage and create a relationship to solve those social justice issues issues. Michael Davis joining us today to talk a little bit more about what you'll hear in this week's podcast. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be here. So as I said in our introduction, social justice issues, they're very difficult issues for many people, but sometimes you can use a little sense of humor or lightheartedness to open up a conversation or to create a friendly relationship to help resolved certain issues or just find out about what that issue might be how is humor or how can humor be used for good with regards to social justice issues yeah there are various ways to use humor but you know you can do it through one-liners pictures memes you know various ways telling of stories but humor disarms Mm -hmm. you know kind of brings people closer calms people down And through that, you can actually drive a point home deeper than if you were to drive that point home in a very serious manner. And living in Portland, as we do, you see these social justice warriors that are so wound tight that they're about to snap, you know, and just this anger and yelling. It's like, and nobody pays attention. It's like, yeah, whatever, just more yelling, you know, and people write them off. But when you tell a joke, but have a point to make through it, ah, then it comes home. 
Okay. And we are affected by humor. Just to be able to laugh a little bit about yourself and your situation, (laughs) it it does go, okay, I can't take myself too seriously. It's funny because we always, I often think God has a sense of humor because just as soon as I say, this is how it's going to go, God maybe chuckles a little bit at me and, you know, approaches things from a different angle. What are the effects that can result from just a little lightheartedness or a sense of humor or a joke to break the ice and then have effect in somebody's life? One of the effects is that it, uh, it disarms and it builds trust because, you know, if somebody, if we're joking around with each other, that is sort of a, an assumption that there's some level of trust to be able to joke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but there does come a time when, yeah, maybe the joke goes too far mm-hmm. or maybe not in the right moment. It would be, right. uh, you know, making fun of a situation where you're still feeling sensitive about right. and you can't laugh about it. So what are some of the rules if you're going to use this approach? Yeah. So one of the rules is consider who you're telling the joke to. So <clears throat> jokes are very culturally bound. You know, so if you're telling an, a joke from an American mindset, it probably won't make any sense to an immigrant from Afghanistan. So that's just uh, one uh, light uh, kind of idea around that. But as you go deeper, consider um, how sensitive somebody is to a certain issue. So if somebody is very sensitive to environmental issues and you're telling a joke about the environment, but trying to make a point about environmental justice, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe they won't. Yeah, quite get that. Another thing is make sure that you're not um, putting down population groups mm-hmm. or putting down ethnicities or putting down people in general through your joke. And I think one of the major things is um, making sure that the person is able to understand and get the joke in some way, you know, and some people, they're just so serious minded. I have a couple people in my life that I very rarely joke around with because they're so serious minded they're always like i don't get it (laughs) okay michael davis joining me today to talk a little bit about how to use humor and use that humor in order to bring about maybe a little bit deeper relationship Mm -hmm. i find people who are humorous are very creative and look at things in ways that you go "Uh, i've never thought of that before and that's funny and we as catholics there are more than a few little funny points that we make about our own faith. And maybe give us an example. I think GK Chesterton was an excellent example of being able to, to have a little fun with faith involved. Yeah. Yeah. GK Chesterton was a genius, by the way. He wasn't just a humorist. I mean, he was very much a scholar and, and thought about societal issues in a very deep way, but yeah, he used humor. I mean, for example, one time he said, that God has commanded us to love our uh, enemies. He has also commanded us to love our neighbors, probably generally because they're the same person. You know? I, that is <laughs> funny. And yet at the same time, with that, that type of a humor, there is maybe a bit of truth in yeah. <laughs> a joke. Isn't that the whole point of making a joke is, yeah, it's it's a little funny, but there's also... A little bit of truth in that, yeah. and loving your neighbor and loving your enemy, and boy, no, everybody knows that good strong fences make good neighbors too. Sometimes, yeah, and uh, that's a great way to think about it. 
also a great way to recognize that who is your neighbor, if you want to take that even a step further. Mm -hmm. And you take these social justice issues, and while they are large issues, you focus them on ways that we can Mm -hmm. make a change right here in our own community. And we know there's many opportunities here to uh, Mm -hmm. do that. In your work and when you're helping people, do you find that sometimes the person that you're trying to help tries to relate to you with a little bit of a sense Mm -hmm. of humor to help help put the whole situation at ease when they necessarily don't have the answer to help themselves. Yeah, uh, people do. Like sometimes when I walk into a homeless camp, you know, when I encounter somebody, I'll say, man, you dress like a homeless person, you know, (laughs) and they laugh about that, you know, because they get the joke and then they start, you know, they'll tell a joke in return. And then all of a sudden we're conversing with each other. You see. That's great. And uh, yeah, so there's, yeah, that I was thinking of an earlier question, you know, you were talking about G.K. Chesterton. Another one I like, a website that I like is Eye of the Tiber. And Eye of the Tiber is kind of like the Babylon Bee. It's the sarcastic news. And uh, their motto at the top is breaking Catholic news so you don't have to, you know. And so they just make fun of the church and they're making valid points in that humor of their quote, news articles. Yeah. All right. So many, many yeah. ways to look at this. And as with every type of humor, timing is everything mm-hmm. and time and place yes. is everything. If you are unsure, best to Just leave the joke. Don't say anything. Yeah, yes. best to leave it behind. Michael, this sounds like a, a, a great approach to social justice issues, and we really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. And again, that is Michael Davis, host of Common Sense on Social Justice. It is a standalone podcast that you can find on our webpage at matradayradio.com. You'll also access this week's episode on the Hail Mary media app. 722 at Matraday Radio. And are you looking to create some space around your place? Hey, I noticed on my walk around the neighborhood how many people have boats in their yard. Oh, sure. They don't use them ever. They're, they're just docked there or dry docked there in their <laughs> front yard. Hey, you can donate that to Matraday Radio. We will send out a crew to pick up the boat, give you a nice clean yard space, and you can help grow Catholic Radio. Check out the vehicle donation program. It's right there under the Get Involved tab at MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Getting to daily mass can be a real challenge with children at home during the day. We can either feel like we are distracting others with our young children, or physically, it's just hard to squeeze one more thing during our daily routine. When considering daily mass, try focusing on the blessings that would come from doing this huge sacrifice. Blessed Pierre Giorgio said at a youth rally, Feed on the bread of angels, and from it you will gain the strength to fight your inner battle, because Jesus Christ has promised to those who feed on the Holy Eucharist eternal life and the graces to obtain it. Wow, who would not want strength to fight our own inner battles? Oftentimes we focus on the problems of the world and forget that we have battles taking place 
right in our soul. We all have sin that we need to overcome, and it will not happen by ignoring our sins, but by rather seeking out the graces we need to win over our sinfulness. Mass is the perfect solution to strengthening us for our journey. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So prayerfully consider what the Lord is asking of you and feeding on the bread of angels to fight your inner battle to keep the faith. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to fight our spiritual battles. Amen. And may we be a light to the world by making it to daily Mass. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio on this Tuesday morning, and it was raining home runs in Seattle last night. Yep, it's all-star time, and we'll tell you more about the home run derby just ahead. And U.S. Catholics more generous than ever. This supports the Holy Father's missions around the world to aid families in need. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Teresa Peterson. He makes all things new. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Flame, a flame, cause he 
to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio. Teresa Peterson, he makes all things new. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio. In your news this hour, Peter Pence, the fund that allows the faithful to directly support the works of the Pope, saw the faithful donate generously in 2022. A recent report from the Vatican cited capital gains of 107 million euros, with the charitable gifts of the faithful exceeding over 101 million U.S. dollars. These figures have significantly increased from those recorded in 2021 as the pandemic still affected giving. Once per year on the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, the church takes up a collection for the Peter Pence Fund. Catholics from all around the world band together to lend aid to the Holy Father and support the causes close to his heart. The Holy See's apostolic mission and its dicasteries, as well as projects that provide those in the most vulnerable situations with direct assistance. Broken down by nation, the United States was the largest contributor to Peter Pence in 2022, donating an estimated $12 million. The city of Salem may tax everyone who works within city limits to pay for emergency services. If passed, the Safe Salem payroll tax would be imposed on all wages for individuals working in Salem, regardless of where they live, as early as next July. The proposed ordinance is getting a lot of people's attention, as you can imagine. Some think it's too burdensome and that it will backfire by making it hard to attract employees, but the city is saying it's the only way to fix the budget shortfall. City officials said the average Salem worker would pay $1.39 per day, which is roughly $42 a month. The tax would generate more than $27 million each year. However, the tax would not be imposed on people earning minimum wage. A fire is burning near Mount Hood, prompting a level three go now evacuation orders for nearby people camping, according to Wasco County Sheriff's Office. As of Monday evening, all current evacuation orders remain in place for campgrounds and recreational areas evacuated on Saturday. This fire has grown to 160 acres with 0% contained, according to the Northwest Interagency Coordination Center. This level three evacuation orders are in place for Boulder Lake, Little Boulder Lake, Bonnie Meadow, Badger Lake, Camp Windy, and Post Camp campgrounds. The Oregon Forest Service and Oregon Department of Forestry are responding to the fire. A spokesperson with the Northwest Incident Management Team says that crews battling the fire are dealing with steep terrain, dense forest too. Dan Omdol said that even driving along the forest roads leading up to the fire can be quite a challenge. On Monday afternoon, crews were using multiple planes fight the fire. They also have two water scoopers and four helicopters. Update on the Tunnel 5 fire, mostly contained now. It seems like whack-a-mole. You get one out, another one pops up. Uh, They're probably using the same equipment. Just go from this side of the river to that side of the river. No, we pray for those firefighters. So at the intercession of St. Florian, keep them safe, please. The Multnomah County Health Department was set to provide smoking supplies to fentanyl and meth users starting this month in an effort to dissuade them from using needles to inject the drugs. 
However, after much public outcry, Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson told multiple media outlets on Monday she's pausing distribution until further conversation and analysis can be had. What's next for the policy is unclear at this time. The county's already purchased more than $80,000 of such supplies, including glass pipes, tinfoil, and snorting kits. Fatal opioid-related overdoses saw a five-fold increase between 2018 and 2022, with fentanyl deaths reaching a record-high 209 in Multnomah County last year. Amazon Prime Day, Patrick. It is the biggest shopping day of the year, almost. Yeah, it's kicking off today, running through Wednesday. And Prime members can score serious sales and shop lightning deals on smart TVs and other tech favorites, beauty essentials, home goods, and more. Amazon tends to offer the best prices on a slew of its product during Prime's day, then repeats those deals almost identically during Black Friday. It's the best time to get your hands on some bargains as well before the holiday rush, with many products seeing their steepest discounts this year, not ever. So right now, doing a quick search, some of the best deals I found, Patrick, Apple AirPods. You can be like the cool kids. They're regularly $129, going for $90 right now. Uh, I would like this Hankel's 15-piece knife set in a block, regularly $345. Well, I could pick one up for $130 today. That's quite a steep deal. Cutting edge. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) You might have a little trouble, though, today finding a Vladimir Guerrero jersey on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. Vlad Jr. won the uh, MLB home run derby last night. He is the champion from the Toronto Blue Jays. Last night at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Guerrero defeated Randy Azarina of the Tampa Bay Rays in the final. Local favorite Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners hit a whopping 41 homers, the most ever in a single derby round in the first round. However, he was unable to secure the hometown coronation in the Emerald City, losing to Guerrero in the second round. This is really cool, Brenda. Guerrero and his Hall of Fame father, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., who won it 16 years ago, are the first father-son duo to be home run derby champions in history. Yeah, how about that? Now, the big event tonight, Mm -hmm. the National League All-Stars Battle of the American League All-Stars in the Midsummer Classic. It'll start there in Seattle at 5 o'clock at T-Mobile Park. You can catch it on Fox tonight. For 15 centuries, the rule of St. Benedict with its 73 chapters has guided the lives of tens of thousands of men and women in hundreds of communities around the world. We could safely consider it a proven formula for living as a Christian community. So what if we try to apply it to family life in the 21st century? Christian families nowadays are called to be like the monasteries of the 5th century, islands of peace, love, Respect for God in a hostile and, well, sometimes difficult environment that thrives on destruction and exploitation. Such is the thesis of a book published some years ago by Benedictine priest Massimo Laponi titled The Rule of St. Benedict for Family Life Today. He explains that applying the Benedictine rule to our family life would result in changing in a few areas. And on today's show, thought we'd cover these throughout. First, he said, it changes the way we work. 
It would be clear that work shouldn't be given priority over family life, but as in a Benedictine monastery with their motto, Ora et Labora, pray and work, everyone would help with household chores and is accepted part of self-sacrifice at the service of others. Secondly, it changes to the way we rest. We would enjoy and share movies and game time together, not in solitude. There would be times for recreation and playing together after family dinners, slowing down the rhythm of the day to spend time with each other and relax. Rest is a time of communion with God and with others and of the joy born of being in communion, the author says. We'll go through the rest of those as the show continues. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Okay, this evening at 7 o'clock, Young Catholic Professionals Virtue Panel on Humility coming up at the St. John the Baptist what Church are they Center. Doing? What were they thinking? <laughs> yes, in Milwaukee, young adults in their 20s and 30s are invited to YCP's Portland Executive Panel on the discussion of the virtue of humility. The event will include a reception with drinks and appetizers, spiritual reflections, the virtue panel, and table discussions. Guests encouraged to well wear elevated casual business attire. I will be on that panel tonight. Yes, I'm going to have is, to that dig is up the most humorous thing that's <laughs> happened in weeks. I am going to dig up my most <laughs> deepest stories of humility to share with these young hearts. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! This is going to be fun. I hope somebody has a videotape and a recorder, and this well, is going to be hilarious. Our digital media manager Sarah <laughs> Kenzie will be there. I'm sure she will be taking notes and getting video proof of the things that uh, I try to say. Uh, in a poor way. I'm I sure. can't wait to see it. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. Of course, remember, you can find all the details by going to our community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It's a musical summer at the Grotto. Some great concerts coming up uh, to the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. And we'll check in with the executive director. Our good buddy Chris Blanchard is here after we check weather next on Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore, 
Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. It is 7.43 here at Mater Day Radio. If you saw the sun yesterday, it was probably not till very late across the region. Didn't come out at all in Vancouver. So today we do start again with morning clouds. They're already beginning to break up and by lunchtime today, we should have lots of sunshine. Highs today getting near 80 degrees. Overnight, we're going to back off to the upper 50s. Then tomorrow, going to look a whole lot like today. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine, 80 degrees. We begin to warm up. Patrick, as you said earlier, could be looking at 90 degrees by the weekend. Mm. Now, now it is 60 where they're celebrating St. Benedict's Feast Day on the hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey. And it is 62 degrees at All Saints Catholic Church in Portland. It's time to find out what's going on at the Grotto. We've got some big doings this weekend for the summer at the Grotto. Going to get musical starting tomorrow night and then going into uh, next weekend as well. And with us to talk about all the activity at the Grotto, the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother is the executive director, our good buddy, Chris Blanchard. Chris, how are things going this morning? Well, they're great, Pat. Uh, actually, you caught me in the shower, and I had to come <laughs> sprinting out uh, to to catch the phone and, uh, that's a good visual and meet for with the you morning. guys. So, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Chris. Sorry, sorry to catch you all wet here, but it's for a good cause. You've got some really exciting things happening, including tomorrow afternoon in the Chapel of Mary, Capella Romana is going to be there. We're real excited about that, Pat, and uh, thanks for giving me a chance to share this with your uh, with your listeners. Uh, yeah, the American Guild of Organists uh, is actually hosting the concert in the Chapel of Mary featuring Capella Romana, uh, and they're just a spectacular, spectacular group. Uh, they'll be featuring sacred music, and it'll be preceded by an organ prelude uh, by a local organist, so... Come out to the grotto about two forty-five. No cost, of course, for the for the concert. But you know that's just the beginning. And let me just ask you, Chris, you have got a brand new organ in the Chapel of Mary. How's that working out? I guess has it been about a year or, or more since uh, that's a little, been a little more than a year, Pat. Uh-huh. Yeah, when we finished the chapel restoration a couple of years ago, uh, all the musicians uh, said to me, "Hey, Chris, how about us?" So uh, we uh, we had a wonderful support from uh, Thomas Nordwall, uh, a, a very uh, nationally renowned uh, organist who uh, resides and uh, performs here in Portland, and he put on a concert for us. We were able to raise most of the money during that concert uh, through just free will offerings, and we bought a beautiful, beautiful organ. So please, 
everybody come out tomorrow afternoon and see us. So it gets started at 245 Capella Romano and the American Guild of Organists tomorrow at the Chapel of Mary at the Grotto. And then next Thursday, one of your one of your wonderful communities there at the Grotto, the Filipino community, is going to bring in the Young Voices of the Philippines for a really exciting concert. Well, that's right, Pat. That's going to be next Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. And also the local Philippine chorale will will perform uh, right before the Young Voices. Uh, again, no charge for this performance, but we're trying to help them offset the cost of, uh, of, of traveling across the United States. So there will be a free will offering, but uh, if, if you're wondering what it's going to be like, Google Young Voices of the Philippines and play a few songs, and then come to the beautiful Chapel of Mary to hear them live. It's going to be a spectacular concert. We're speaking with Chris Blanchard. He's the executive director of the Grotto, the National uh, Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. That is always a mouthful for me, Chris. <laughs> but, well, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a long name, but uh, but it's also long on spirituality. So, oh, uh, good. Uh, you know, hey, but but Pat, let me tell you, we got so much more going on there. Uh, you know, uh, this Sunday at three thirty in the afternoon our annual Blessing of the Animals oh. in Grotto Plaza. Uh, you know, this isn't fancy. This is music, prayers, blessing of our pets by the Survive Friars. And I, I want to stress that all faiths and all breeds are welcome. <laughs> so I, I have been out there for this before, and, and there, are more than, there are more than dogs and cats. It, it's kind of a, a zoo. Well, it, it is. I, I think the craziest thing we've had blessed is uh, is a snake. <laughs> but uh, so it was. Uh, it's 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 a wonderful experience. People really get into the uh, to the joy uh, and the excitement of the moment. Uh, you know, all we ask is that uh, you be able to control your pet. That's about uh, the only requirement. And it's just a wonderful afternoon for everybody to spend together. Hey, I'd also like to mention one other upcoming event that you have to sign up for online on our website. Our friend Natalie Wood, who's the executive director at Catholic Charities, will be the speaker at our monthly Food for Thought Mass Lunch and Learn on Tuesday, August 1st. So you know this, Pat, because you come every month, and we're so happy you do. Mass at noon, and then you go downstairs, and we feed you a nice lunch. And then we have a speaker every month. And again, this month it's going to be uh, Natalie Wood, who's the wonderful executive director out of Catholic Charities. And you sign up again on our website for that. Yeah, I think this is the fourth or fifth one we've done, Chris. And it really is a wonderful way to bring Catholic professionals together and to really kind of know what's going on in the community. You have the speaker. But, of course, leading it off with Mass, and and if you get out there early enough, the Rosary as well, just a great way really for professionals to come together, celebrate our Lord, and and have some wonderful fellowship and food. I really thank you for putting this together. I've really enjoyed it. Well, this is number five, and you're going to be number six or seven, ah. by the way. So we we got to get you lined up. But but there's so many great uh, Catholic and uh, other faith-based organizations out there uh, for us to draw on, and we we'd love to get the people out there. Space is limited, uh, but again, the, the lunch is free, uh, mass is uplifting, and you're going to learn a little bit of something this uh, this coming month. 
uh, about Catholic Charities of Oregon and all the wonderful things they're doing in our community. This is the Morning Blend with Pat and Brenda. Our special guest is Chris Blanchard, Executive Director of the Grotto. And Chris, summer at the Grotto is kind of a special time. It, uh, you know, I think people are thinking, oh, it's so hot, I don't want to get out in the heat. But it's really a nice oasis out there. And if you go up to the upper gardens where you've got the water features, you know, I think it's cooler up there. It, it, it seems to just really give you a break from the heat. Well, you, you know, it's, it's 54 acres of forest. So, you, you know, it's, it's like walking in the forest. It is walking in the forest. And so it's, it's so much cooler under the trees. Uh, and, it, and, again, it's, uh, the, the warmth that you get there, again, is from the spirituality that you feel, uh, from the presence of God that you feel while you're walking through our, our beautiful gardens. So, yes, it's a great time of year, but any time is a great time of year to come out and visit us at the sanctuary. It is, and I also noticed that it seems to be a lot cooler when you're you're in there looking out over the gorge in that beautiful observation area. There's something about, I guess, all the stone and the granite, just really nice, nice and cool, good place to cool off up there. Well, Pat, don't tell too many people about that because that's where I go for my afternoon. <laughs> I, your own sanctuary there, like Superman. <laughs> that's right, uh, the fortress of solitude. But no, it's. It's so wonderful, and you know, we're when you walk there. I, I I hope when people do come that they'll interact with the other guests. I mean, it's such an international crowd. I mean, we have people from from Korea, from Vietnam, from the Philippines, lots of Canadian visitors. Uh, our friends from Guam and Saipan are, are there so often, and folks coming up from Mexico and uh, it, and from all over the United States. So it's. It's just uh, it's just a wonderful atmosphere to to, to experience uh, you know and to to be uh, to experience our faith with with people from many other cultures and uh, many other countries. Well, again, that concert tomorrow, two forty-five in the Chapel of Mary. It's Capella Romana and the American Guild of Organists. Chris, where can people go to find out more information? Well, they can just go right on to our website and check our uh, events. You know what's happening at the Grotto. And there's a pull-down menu there, and there's also an events uh, pop-up down at the bottom of the page, and you can click on those, and it'll give you information. So 245, uh, show up at the Grotto, and come on into the Chapel of Mary and hear the inspiring music of, of our organist and Capella Romana. Sounds like a great summer afternoon. Thank you, Chris Blanchard. We appreciate you being a part of the Morning Blend this morning. Well, Pat, it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. You're, you're again. I'm going to say it for the update time. Best partnership that the Grotto has is Modern Day Radio, and we thank you for all you do for us. Thank you, my friend. Take care. It is 7:53 here at Mater Day Radio. You know, something that people may not realize, Patrick. I was at the Grotto earlier this month for a wedding. Those grounds are incredible for a wedding. We know all summer long that beautiful grotto. Their Sunday masses are actually held outdoors. Mm -hmm. And when the weather is nice, too, the weddings take place at the outdoor uh, sanctuary area. Incredibly beautiful. You feel like you are destination wedding. Well, here, destination Catholic wedding at the grotto. I talked to their uh, uh, wedding coordinator, they're already taking reservations for next summer. It's such a beautiful place to experience your faith, especially on your wedding day. So talk to them about that.
Love is in the air. <laughs> For sure. And of course, all of the events that Chris was just talking about, you can find it on our community calendar. It's full of things happening tonight, tomorrow night, next week, next month. Got a great place to go to find all of the best Catholic events. It's the community calendar at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Judgment Day lies ahead for all of us. Judgment Day lies ahead. As we age, we often reflect back on our lives. It's not unusual to feel a sense of remorse towards one's life's experiences. In many ways, perhaps God will be more merciful to us in the afterlife than we are to ourselves now. In our daily struggles, we are often facing the same matters over and over again. Perhaps emotional triggers where people or situations set us off, and then our impatience and pride take over. As we carry our cross, we may feel we are falling again and again. Be strong in faith, but more importantly, we must refrain from throwing stones at ourselves. Instead, as we look inward, show mercy, be gentle, loving, caring, forgiving, and compassionate even to ourselves. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Giussani. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 756 at Mater Day Radio, and arrests have been made in those attacks on Catholic churches in the state of New York. We'll give you an update just ahead. And keeping families together is vital in reunification process. U.S. bishops, well, they come out in praise of a new policy. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Born to a noble Roman family in 480, Benedict lived in peace and comfort. He was the twin brother of St. Scholastica, a name we might recognize and can find out more about this February. He began his study in Rome, but was immediately turned off by the lack of enthusiasm shown to his fellow peers, even though they had such a desire to learn. Benedict left the city life and retreated to the mountains of Subaccio, where he unintentionally developed his hermit lifestyle in a cave. Because of his spiritual teaching methods and way of life, A nearby abbey requested him to come out of his isolation and serve as the new abbot. At first glance, the newly appointed abbot was perfect for the position. He had a healthy view of virtue and church teachings. He was a learned and educated man of God, and even set about creating what would later become the rule of St. Benedict. 
he by no means wanted his order to simply slide under the radar into heaven and desired to challenge those who chose a monastic lifestyle. He stressed the importance of moderation and balance in a faith-centered community. Reality proved to be a little more harsh. The hermit and monks had drastic lifestyle differences that left them easily getting on the other's nerves. Benedict's ideas of discipline and lifestyle choices were so contrasting to the monastery traditions that instead of talking to him about it, the brothers made attempts on his life. Some monks first tried to poison Benedict's wine, but he simply blessed his drink and the poison ended up all having no effect on him at all. Other poison attempts were made on his life and when they saw he was not going to be killed so easily, some men tried to ruin his virtue by sending him prostitutes. Benedict always seemed to miraculously come out on the other side unscathed and holier with each attempt. He knew that it was time to move on from Subascio and return to his cave. People began to get word of his miracles and flooded to hear the teachings of the soon-to-be saint. Benedict eventually began 12 monasteries, where the Benedictine monasteries were claimed to be the official beginning of Western Christian monasticism. Benedict went on to influence Western Europe so much that upon his passing and canonization, Pope Paul VI declared him the patron protector of Europe. For a guy who preferred to live in a cave, he was credited with stirring up an entire civilization after the fall of Rome. Pope Benedict XVI went on to say that Benedict helped Europe emerge from a dark night of history. This is what God is calling each of us to do, to be the light in the darkness. It won't always look like the life of Saint Benedict, changing the hearts of an entire civilization, but we are definitely called to live radically in a worldly standards. We may be persecuted and looked down upon for keeping sex within marriage or forgiving our enemies and those who hurt us, or even standing up for the dignity of all life. But these are the choices that bring us closer to Christ, all while shedding a little light on truth and true beauty. We don't have to begin by changing nations, and we also don't have to be in the center of everything to make a difference. People are drawn to truth and will gravitate towards it, wherever it may be, quote unquote, hiding. May we serve as the light in the darkness, shedding light and truth in the world engulfed in darkness. St. Benedict of Nursia, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app today. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. And in your news, arrests have been made in two separate vandalism incidents in Catholic churches in the Diocese of Brooklyn, New York. At Resurrection Church in Brooklyn, a white marble statue of the Blessed Mother was spray-painted with black graffiti on her face, shoulders, and hands. Jonathan Bulick, 37, of Brooklyn, was charged with criminal mischief as a hate crime in connection with the attack. He was seen spray-painting the attached statue by two parishioners who stopped him in the act on Saturday, according to the tablet, the diocese news outlet. Another incident occurred on Saturday at St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church in Astoria, New York, by the same man who allegedly desecrated the church back in early June. On July 8th, Jamie Bonilla walked into the church and began acting erratically, disturbing the youth choir practice and frightening the children, according to the statement by the diocese. No one was hurt and no damage was caused to the church. The police were called and the 22-year-old from Queen was arrested and charged with criminal mischief in connection with the vandalism incident last month. Another attack on a Catholic church in Miami, Florida, occurred in early June, resulting in the arrest of a 44-year-old woman. And in May, a 41-year-old woman was arrested and charged in connection with causing more than $78,000 in damages in an arson attack at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Des Plaines, Illinois. 
Crime rose in Washington County and, excuse me, crime rose in Clark County and in Washington State last year, bucking what appears to be a downward trend nationally, according to a statewide report released on Monday. The 583-page annual crime in Washington report produced by the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs shows an 8.5% increase overall crime in Washington last year compared with 2021. Agency Executive Director Steve Strachan said Monday in 2022, there's data out there showing that those trends were beginning to trend downwardly nationally. We are seeing the opposite in our state, and I think that the critical question that our policymakers need to confront and all of us need to confront in every community is how do we change that? The increasing number of crimes also came alongside statewide population growth of over 93,000 people. The director sounded the alarm last year over 2021's report showing nearly 500 fewer law enforcement officers than in 2020. On Monday, he said, the state lost an additional 70 officers last year across the state. Bank of America, the nation's second largest bank, must pay more than $100 million to customers for double dipping on some fees, withholding reward bonuses, and opening accounts without customer consent. The Office of the Comptroller of the Currency also found the bank's double dipping on fees was illegal. Bank of America will pay $90 million in penalties to its organizations and $60 million in penalties to the OCC, the Consumer Federal Protection Bureau said on Tuesday. The U.S. bishop praised a recent announcement by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security that it would expand family reunification processes for some migrants. On July 7th, the department said it would implement the new process for eligible nationals of Colombia, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. The expanded program, which began July 10th, permits migrants from those countries to travel to the U.S. and gain work permits if they have a family member who are U.S. citizens or legal residents and those relatives filed visa applications on their behalf. In a statement, Bishop Mark Seitz of El Paso, Texas, chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Migration, said the bishops welcomed this effort to provide a realistic opportunity for attaining family unity and reunification, which are foundational to the U.S. migration system and central tenets of Catholic social teaching. Well, parting is such sweet sorrow, and evidently it takes a while. Portland Trailblazers general manager Joe Cronin said yesterday that a Damian Lillard trade could take months to complete in order to satisfy the objective of leaving the franchise in the best possible position if he ultimately trades away one of the best players ever to wear a Blazers uniform. Cronin said he hasn't spoken to Lillard since July 1st when the player asked to be traded, a request that came after an 18-month stretch in which Portland finished with back-to-back draft picks in the top half of the lottery. Selections Cronin used on a pair of high-upside teenagers, Shaden Sharp last year and Scoot Henderson last month. Scoot Shaden and the Blazers will face the Charlotte Hornets in summer league action at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. Tip off tonight at 530. 
So what if we applied the rule of St. Benedict to family life in the 21st century? Well, such is the thesis of a book published some years ago by Benedictine priest Massimo Laponi, titled The Rule of St. Benedict for Family Life Today. And he explains that applying the Benedictine rule to our family life would result in changing these six ways. And we're talking about these in today's show. In the first hour, we talked about changes to the way we work and changes to the way we rest. Now he says there are changes to the way we eat. Mm. We would pray before all our meals. We would eat together with the other members of our family, not at different times and places. It would be a time for conversation, for sharing ideas and experiences, and for enjoying each other's company. Being together for meals is good for families, and it's not just the Benedictines who say so. Many sociological studies have proven it to be true. For this reason, the television and the phone should be turned off during meals. Number one rule at my dinner table, Patrick, no cell phones. How does that work? Well, they learned over many, many years. <laughs> yeah, there are certain rules that we don't argue with. Going to church on Sundays was one of them. Can't negotiate that one. And you can't negotiate phones at my dinner table. Fantastic. They say also it changes the way we consume. Mm -hmm. A Benedictine-style family would avoid luxury and superficiality. We wouldn't fill the children's rooms with too many toys and other extraneous things. We'd establish austere rules for the use of electronic devices as much for parents as for children. Limited screen time with specific times throughout the day when our screens would be turned off. I have known one parent who controlled the charging devices. Ah. And that's how they controlled how much screen time the kids had because, well, they only got their charging, <laughs> not every day. No, oh. They'd only get it a, a couple of times a week, so they had to be very careful as to how much time they used their devices for. Ingenious. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tomorrow is Summer Wednesdays at St. Rose of Lima Parish, beginning at 6 o'clock p.m. Adoration with praise and worship led by our friend Daniel Oberreiter from 6 to 7. Then Hot Dog and Hamburger Barbecue, hosted by the Knights of Columbus in the Courtyard at 7. Then all together, they're going to watch one episode of The Chosen at 7.30. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, Tuesday's mean homily highlights, and we'll check in with Deacon Justin Echeverria at Christ the King Parish after we check weather next. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work. 
and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. For more than 33 years, Mater Dei Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Mater Dei Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that, yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at MatraDayRadio.com. 8-11 at Matraday Radio and those morning clouds already burning off, giving way to mostly sunny skies this afternoon, high of 79. Partly cloudy tonight, the clouds will be back with a low around 60, and tomorrow we could have a 30% shot at some rain. Currently, it is 60 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground, Washington. And it's 69 in North Portland at St. Rose of Lima Parish and School. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's Homily Highlight from Deacon Justin Echeverria, the transitional deacon at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. You know, now that we're over the 4th of July and have kind of hit that middle period of the summer, maybe life has started to slow down for some of us. We're starting to take it a little more easy. You know, school has long been over and we don't start thinking about going back until later in August. And with it slowing down, with life getting a little quieter, maybe it's a good opportunity to do a a check-in, a spiritual check-in. How am I doing? And more importantly, how is my relationship with God going? Would I consider God my friend? Would he consider me his friend? Have Have we continued our Lenten and Easter practices well into ordinary time in order to cultivate that friendship? If we haven't, that's okay. In the words of Philip Rivers, nunc cepi, now I begin. Now we begin again. You know, we, we know God as Abba, as Dad, as Father, as the Beloved Son, as the Holy Spirit, but do we ever consider Him as the friend? 
the buddy, the divine friend. And what's that look like? You know, friendship with God is divine. It's perfect. Perfect, at least, on his end. He is perfect. We try to strive for that every single day, even though we're not going to be perfect while here on earth. You know, we're, we still struggle with the, with the mark of original sin. And what does friendship mean to us? What does that even mean, especially in the context of God? Well, in his famous work, The Nicomachean Ethics, the famous Greek philosopher Aristotle wrote about three kinds of friendship for the human person. Utility, pleasure, and virtue. The first two, utility and pleasure, would be considered the imperfect friendships. Virtue would be considered the perfect. And while utility and, French and pleasure might be seen in a negative sense, it doesn't have to be. Sure, we might think, well, I'm, I'm only friends with you because you're useful to me, or I'm only friends with you because I get something nice out of it, I feel good about myself. These can be very positive. The imperfect friendship can be building blocks to the perfect friendship. So friendship of utility. Maybe you have a friend who's useful, who has a certain skill that we lack, who we know if we call on them, we can count on them to help us. Pleasure. I'm sure we all have that one friend who can make us laugh, who we enjoy spending time with, going to catch a ball game or, or a movie or just laughing with each other. And then, of course, it all leads to virtue, the perfect friendship, where we have a friend who seeks out our excellence solely because they love us and they want what's best for us. And that friendship becomes perfect when it's reciprocated, when it goes both ways. When I was in the seminary a few years ago, this is my earlier stages in, in Rome, every year the seminarian has what's called an evaluation, where the seminary decides whether or not to recommend a man to move forward to the next year as he continues further and further to the priesthood. And part of that evaluation is what's called the peer evalu evaluation. So you pick maybe three of your friends to evaluate you, and then the seminary randomly picks three as well to get a more objective look at, at the man. And I met with my, my formation director, the one who heads my formation, checks in with me, sees where I'm at, and he was reading the peer evaluations for, to me. And they're anonymous. So, you know, the first few come in, oh, they're pretty good, they're very commending of me, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then came the one that was the most critical. He's not approachable. He's immature. He can't really take things seriously. Context. During that time, I was definitely one of, one of the class clowns of my, of my class. You know, I always like to make a good joke and keep things pretty light. You know, the, the friend of pleasure. But the people of God don't need a clown for a priest. They want a virtuous friend. It shook me a little bit because I thought, oh, I thought everything was going okay. I thought now I'm laughing and keeping things light. I must be confident. And later that evening, I, I went to the room of one of my good friends. His name is John. Uh, he's from the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. And I told him, yeah, I was meeting with Father so-and-so, and, and things were going okay, but then I got this, this evaluation from one of, one of the peer evaluations, and it just seemed a very, very critical. Uh, I was kind of taking it hard. And John just looks at me and says, I was the one who wrote that. 
But he was quick to say, let me explain why I wrote what I did, because on paper it seems a lot colder than right now. He said, Justin, the guys like you. People enjoy being around you. And in our talks, I've seen that side of you, that deeper side to you, the more serious side to you. And I want to know that guy. There's more to you than just the clown. Because if you're always the one who laughs, well, that could be an obstacle for, for people here in the seminary, but also at, to the extension of the people of God, to be with you. They'll see you and say, oh, here comes the clown. I don't really need a clown right now. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering with some sort of ailment or, or struggling with something. Uh, and as the famous song goes, when you're a clown, no one takes you seriously. You know, the, seminary, the seminary wants to, to help, to balance a man too. There's a time to laugh, there's a time to mourn. So as John is telling me all this, I'm, I'm taking it and, and you know, the way he's saying it and the gentleness of his voice, you could tell he's just watching out for me. He's being that virtuous friend. And actually, after that evening, we became even better friends. I knew I could always talk to him. And we had that mix of conversations. I'd go to him to, to laugh, to de-stress, but also just to talk. He's someone I can count on. And just about three weeks ago, John was ordained a priest. He's going to make an excellent priest. He had the courage to tell me what I needed to hear. And I know that he's praying for me, and I'll see him when I go back to Rome in September on my own journey in 11 months to the priesthood. So that's friendship. Utility, pleasure, virtue, according to Aristotle. And the works of this ancient Greek gentleman is only perfected when we put it in a theocentric context, putting God in the middle of it. Aristotle did believe in God. He didn't know about Jesus Christ. He, you know, he lived a few centuries before him. So he knew God in the impersonal way. Yeah, there's some sort of first principle, first cause, first mover, something from where all this came from. But for us, we know. We know who he is. And our friendship with him, sure, it's going to be imperfect because of who we are. But we know we can count on him as the divine friend. You know, looking at the three kinds of friendship again with God. Is God useful? Yeah, he's very useful. He's the best listener. He's an open ear whenever we need to talk. He gives us purpose. We don't need to go through some sort of existential crisis when we have God. He places us in the context of a much larger story. This family here is the same family of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. That prophecy of Zechariah is not some old ancient Near Eastern text. It means something to us because that was the expectation of the Messiah. And we know who the Messiah is. Is there pleasure in the friendship of God? Absolutely. He gives us peace. He provides us a place of comfort to rest when life gets burdensome. He lifts us up when our souls are tired and are beaten. You know, our spiritual wounds are much heavier than our physical ones. What affects the soul, our spirits, does affect the body, affects the whole person. And of course, the perfect friendship, virtue. 
This is a friendship that is solely 110%, a friendship that desires our good out of love for us. You know, Aristotle was always about man striving for the good. Well, the good is striving for us. The good became one of us, Jesus Christ. And he doesn't need to be our friend. He doesn't need any of us. But he desires us. He desires that friendship. And that messianic prophecy, the prophecy of the Messiah to come from Zechariah, would remind any ancient Jew of one person, King David, because the Messiah was to come from David's line. And how is David described in the Bible? A man after God's own heart. He wanted friendship with him, even though he was a sinner. He was imperfect. Today, let's get vulnerable with God. Let's open our hearts to him in the Eucharist. Let's check in. Am, am I friends with God? Would I consider him to be my friend? Would he consider me to be his friend? Even ask him, are we friends? Ask him in the Eucharist. If I were a betting man, I think he'd respond one of two ways. Yes, or not yet, but I want to know you, and I want you to know me. When we grow in friendship with others, how much do we learn about them and ourselves? Imagine how much more we'll learn as we work to cultivate that friendship with God. It's going to change us, because Jesus changes everything. That's a friendship worth having. Send up. Amen. And that is our homily highlight from Deacon Justin Echeverria. He is spewing a pastoral year there at Christ the King in Milwaukee. Of course, you would want to listen to that again. There was so much in that homily. And you can do that if you go to materdayradio.com. That homily highlight going to be made into a podcast right after the show. You can listen to it right from our homepage. Better yet, download the free Hail Mary media app. You'll have access to all of our podcasts. Plug in that homily highlight on your drive home today. You'll have no issues with road rage. Remember, you can download and find more information at materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. 
Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Tuesday morning and Multnomah County is reversing course on a very controversial measure. Details on that just ahead. And U.S. Catholics are more generous than ever. This supports the Holy Father's apostolic missions around the world. I'll have those details for you coming up in news. Here is Matthias Michael and Amplified. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Oh, my friends, we are called all for one and one for all to men.
Tide. Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Matthias Michael. Amplify 830. In your news this hour, Peter's Pence, the fund that allows the faithful to directly support the works of the Pope, saw the faithful donate generously in 2022. A recent report from Vatican News cited capital gains of 107 million euro with the charitable gifts of the faithful exceeding over 101 million U.S. dollars. These figures have significantly increased from those recorded in 2021 as the pandemic still affected giving. Once per year on the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, the church takes up a collection for the Peter Pence Fund. Catholics from all around the world band together to lend aid to the Holy Father and support the causes close to his heart, the Holy See's apostolic mission and its dicasteries, as well as provide projects for those in the most vulnerable situations. Now, broken down by nation, the United States was the largest contributor to Peter Pence in 2022, donating an estimated $12 million dollars. The portion that came from the U.S. accounted for about 25% of donations from the faithful diocese and Catholic foundations. They're going to pump the brakes. The Multnomah County Health Department was set to provide smoking supplies to fentanyl and meth users starting this month in an effort to dissuade them from using needles to inject the drugs. However, after much public outcry, Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson told multiple media outlets yesterday she's pausing distribution until further consideration and analysis can be had. What's next for the policy is unclear at this time. The county's already purchased more than $80,000 of such supplies, including glass pipes, tinfoil, and snorting kits. Fatal opioid-related overdoses saw a five-fold increase between 2018 and 2022, with fentanyl deaths reaching a record-high 209 in Multnomah County last year. A fire is burning near Mount Hood, prompting Level 3 go-now evacuation orders for nearby people camping, according to Wasco County Sheriff's Office. As of Monday evening, all current evacuation orders remain in place for campgrounds and recreational areas evacuated on Saturday. The fire has grown to 160 acres with 0% contained, according to the Northwest Interagency Coordination Center. Level 3 evacuation orders are in place for Boulder Lake, Little Boulder Lake, Bonnie Meadow, Badger Lake, Camp Windy, and Post Camp Campgrounds. The Oregon Forest Service and Oregon Department of Forestry are responding to the fire. A spokesperson with Northwest Incident Management Team says that crews battling the fire are dealing with steep terrain, dense forest too. Dan Omdahl said that even driving along the forest roads leading up to the fire can be challenging. Monday afternoon, crews were using multiple planes to fight the fire. They also have two water scoopers and four helicopters on the blaze. Uh, update on Tunnel 5 fire, well, that one mostly contained. The city of Salem may tax everyone who works within the city limits to pay for emergency services. It passed the Safe Salem payroll tax would be imposed on all wages for individuals working in Salem, regardless of where they live, as early as next July. The proposed ordinance is getting a lot of people's attention. Some think it's too burdensome and that it will backfire by making it hard to attract employees. 
but the city is saying it's the only thing they can do to fix the budget shortfall. City officials said the average Salem worker would pay $1.39 per day, which is roughly $42 per month. The tax would generate more than $27 million each year. However, the tax would not be imposed in people earning minimum wage. Amazon Prime Day, one of the biggest sale events around, and this year it's kicking off today, running for 24 hours to tomorrow. Prime members can score serious sales and shop lightning deals on smart TVs and other tech favorites, beauty essentials, home goods, and more. Amazon tends to offer the best prices on a slew of its products during Prime Day and then repeats those deals almost identically during Black Friday, says Kristen McGrath, a shopping expert at Retail Me Not. It's the time to get your hands on bargains well before the holiday rush, with many products seeing their steepest discounts this year, if not ever. Right now, on a quick search, I found Apple AirPods, regularly $129. They say they're going for $90 while supplies last. Are apparently. these the kind you that are guaranteed you won't lose them? Yeah, yeah no, these are the kind <laughs> that are come in just singles because you always see people walking around with just one of them because they lost the other. Uh, I'm not going to name names in my household. Uh, I would like this uh, Hankel's 15-piece knife set. Looks pretty nice. Comes in a block. Regularly $345 going for 130 So I'm sure the good deacon is home looking at Prime to see... <laughs> What there is. Oh, yeah, he's I'm studying saying right, the knives. Ah, uh, I'm telling you right now, we don't need anything. Nothing. And wouldn't you know it, I bought brand new tennis shoes on Amazon last week. Did you so. really? They're probably <laughs> on sale them, today. I, mean, I know they are. I know they are. Hey, it was a big night in Seattle last night. All-star fun is underway. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays is your 2023 Major League Baseball player all-star home run derby champ. Last night at T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Guerrero defeated Randy Azarina of the Tampa Bay Rays in the final. Local favorite Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners hit 41 home runs in the first uh, round. That is wow. a derby record. He just couldn't. He, he was gassed. He sure. was gassed. He got to the second round and was unable to secure the coronation in his hometown, losing to Guerrero in that round. Guerrero and his Hall of Fame father, you may remember him, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., he won the home run derby 16 years ago which makes them the very first father-son duo to be home run derby champs in history so congratulations to them big game tonight the american league all-stars and the national league all-stars battle in the midsummer classic and the first pitch set to go out at five o'clock on fox for 15 centuries, the rule of St. Benedict with its 73 chapters has guided the lives of tens of thousands of men and women in hundreds of communities around the world. We could safely consider it a proven formula for living as a Christian community. So what if we were to apply it to family life in the 21st century? Christian families nowadays are called to be like the monasteries of the 5th century, islands of peace, love, and respect for God in a hazardous and sometimes well, really downright difficult environment that thrives on destruction and exploitation. Today, we have been talking about some of the rules for St. Benedict for family life, that according to Benedictine priest Massimo Laponi. So throughout the show, we talked about how he changes the way we work, the way we rest, it changes the way we eat, and the way we consume. 
now, it can change our prayer life. There would be a place and time for prayer, if possible, at a small family altar for prayer together. We would protect our homes and prayer time from worldly distractions and criteria, creating an atmosphere in which parents and children could spend time with God every day. And lastly, changes to our charity and solidarity. Our family would seek to avoid being self-centered or close in on oneself. It would be welcoming, trying to alleviate the suffering of others as much as possible. And we would put our children in contact with most disadvantaged and they can see how we serve others in need. Massimo Laponi encouraged us to implement these measures with the following words. The families of today are called to be luminous islands of faith, education, and culture in the midst of their neighborhoods, at school, at the park, with friends. The goal is to build a future that seeks to follow God, as did the spiritual children of St. Benedict. I like that. I like that one, too. I'm going to find this book. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, you just heard a little bit ago, quite a bit of things happening out at the Grotto. One to mark down on your calendar, July 20th at 7 o'clock is Young Voices of the Philippines at the Grotto. Young Voices of the Philippines will perform this special choral concert in the Chapel of Mary. A free will offering will be taken to help offset the cost of travel for these talented young musicians. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. She's talented. She's young. She's our digital media manager. Sarah Kinsey checks in next. We are launching a brand new podcast with our friends at Mount Angel Abbey just in time for the celebration of St. Benedict's Feast Day. Sarah's going to have all the details for you coming up next after we check weather. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. In a sermon quoted in the book, A Knock at Midnight, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. shared his thoughts on Jesus' call to love our enemies. He said, Love has within it a redemptive power that eventually transforms individuals. Just keep being friendly to that person, just keep loving them, and they can't stand it too long. In the beginning, they may react with guilt feelings, and sometimes they'll hate you a little more but just keep loving them. And by the power of your love, they will break down under the load. That's love, you see, said Reverend King. It's redemptive, and this is why Jesus says to love. There's something about love that builds up and is creative. There is something about hate that tears down and is destructive. So love your enemies. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. 
Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It is 8.43 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the sun making a bit of an earlier appearance than it did yesterday, if you even saw the sun at all. Morning clouds are breaking up. And by lunchtime today, we are having lots of sunshine. Highs today getting near 80 degrees. Overnight, we back off to the upper 50s. Then tomorrow, looking a whole lot like today. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine, and 80 degrees. Summertime in the Northwest. Right now, it's 60 at St. Cecilia Parish in Beaverton. And it is 64 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater. Well, joining us as she does on most Tuesdays of the month, it's time to have a Tech Tuesday discussion with our good friend, Sarah Kenzie. She's joining us in studio today, having come in from fighting traffic. How are things out there this morning, Sarah? Not too bad today. Well, that's good to know. All right. Well, let's get right to things. Again, every Tuesday and sometimes on Wednesday, Mater Day Radio puts together a great email that's going to all of our supporters. And, well, we put you pick some of the important things that are happening that came through at Mater Day Radio. And we're going to share a little bit about that. As Patrick was saying just a moment ago, a new Abbey podcast. I think that's really exciting. Such another one of our great partnerships. Chris is so generous with the Grotto. We love connecting with them. And of course, the Abbey, another great opportunity to talk with them. Tell us about another new podcast they can hear. Yes. So um, in today's email, we will be including a link to a new podcast that Pat actually produced uh, with Mount Angel Abbey with Brother Cyril. Um, And it's all about the history and tradition of Mount Angel Abbey. And um, I just in the first episode, I got to tell you, Pat, I, you know, grew up in that area. I like went to the Abbey my whole life. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. So, (laughs) oh, it's amazing. And, and brother Cyril takes us all the way back to the founding of the Abbey. So we start at the very beginning and we work our way up to about the 1920s in this first episode. So we've got five episodes planned for the history of the Abbey, the architecture, different things, but all about the history and tradition of Mount Angel. And as somebody who's been around it your whole life, I guarantee you, you're going to learn something in, in these podcasts. So I'm excited to do it. We're very excited and honored to have this great partnership. And I can't think of a better way to roll it out than on St. Benedict's Feast Day. That's right. <laughs> also on that email, this was a lot of fun. You always highlight an interview from The Morning Blend. Now, I found this person. I've not had a chance to talk with Thomas before Thomas Sundaram. Now, he was at Holy Rosary, and he talked about well, very serious thing within the church, and many people are affected and are interested in knowing about the annulment process. And 
So I thought it was such an important opportunity that they had that I wanted to share it with our listeners. And that's one of the things that are going to hear about in today's email. Yes, Brenda, I really, uh, I thought this interview was so uh, insightful and just, I think, like you said, so many people are affected by this or, you know, we all know someone that, you know, maybe has had to deal with this situation. And um, Thomas just does a great job of kind of answering some of those common questions. Um, you know, how an annulment is not a Catholic divorce, um, the steps that someone takes when they reach out to the tribunal office, um, and then also just different resources, both for this process or other things having to do with canon law, just some great resources for, you know, everyone um, if, if you're ever in need of, of help from the tribunal office. So I just thought it was uh, just, I, I learned a lot from this episode, and I think a lot of people have questions, like you said, about this topic, and um, it's just a great overview, and obviously if you're in a you know specific situation, you can reach out to them directly for help um, and guidance, but uh, this interview is a great place to start in understanding all of that. The very first thing, in fact, we talked about was exactly that, Siri, what you said. I said, Thomas, you've probably heard this before, people saying that an annulment is just a Catholic divorce. Right. And boy, he said he's heard that more times than he can count, but he really goes into incredible detail about the differences and what it is. And actually, he says annulment is not even a, a good word to use right. for the process. It's kind of something that we've fallen into. It is actually a declaration of nullity. That is what people are going after. And it, it is quite a big difference. Right. And so he steps into that, talks about the process, and especially what they at the tribunal office are being able to uh, help you with. So I encourage our listeners, listen back to that, even for a friend, or you can download that or even send the link to somebody that you might know who would be interested in that information. Sarah Kenzie is the digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio. Not only does she keep all of our text straight, well, boy, she really is present on our social media, making sure that, well, through all of the other things you see throughout the day, well, you get a good dose of a little uh, Catholic humor and some spiritual direction. Oh, and talking about... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What? What were you thinking? What were you thinking? What, what? Inviting Brenda to be on a panel on humility. I know. I, I I I had to intercept the question here because I just have to ask. What were you guys thinking? <laughs> well, okay. Well, we should we should explain what we're talking about here. Um, so tonight, Brenda is going to be one of our panelists at a young Catholic professionals event on the virtue of humility. Yeah. I. I got well, Brenda. I'll say this: I definitely recommended you as a speaker. I did not know which topic they would be asking you to speak on, so we'll see what happens. Oh, this is fantastic! Oh, my my just my my poor bleeding heart is just so willing to share about all of the many ways that I find humility in my life. Fortunately, Father Peter Julia is going to be on the panel also. So every time I say something, he's going to say, "Brenda, that's not correct." <laughs> going to contribute to my humility by allowing myself to be corrected in such a manner. And as I said, uh, as any true humble person would be, uh, I got a new outfit for the evening because I kind of look at this the, the way that... The crown's a bit much. Is that, should I yeah, keep it? I take the crown off, Brenda. In, in the same manner as a, a man in his household has a new project to do, he always has to stop at the hardware store to get a new tool. True. Right. So True. I've got Similar a project thing. to do. And of course, my humble self got my nails done, too. Because <laughs> I got to look. I, I, this is all part of the uh, casual, ele 
elevated, elevated casual. casual. Yes, elevated casual. Business casual. Okay, a little fancy. We're, we're I'm going to have to look that one up because I don't want to be too fancy. I that think, would I think not be very humble. I think of you're me. perfect. <laughs> no, but uh, we're really excited to have you uh, tonight, Brenda, and uh, anyone that's listening. If you're in your 20s or 30s, come join us. You get to hear Brenda's thoughts on humility. <laughs> um, if you just go to ycpportland.org, uh, you can, uh, or I'm sorry, .com, and you can. Uh, just, you know, find all the details about that. We'll be at St. John the Baptist over in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a great a great evening. And um, these these discussions are really, uh, have really been a favorite of ours, I think, because we get to hear from all of you, but then we also have some time to talk in small groups and really kind of break down how we're going to live out humility. So I think it's actually great that we have a wide variety of people on the panel because, you know, I mean, you're, you're in radio, but you still need to stay humble. So I think, you know, well, we, we, we try with you, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I think it's, it's important. We kind of hear, you know, that humility is something we all have and, and just how it's practically lived out. So um, we're all really excited to hear from you tonight. My humble red hair <laughs> is ready to go. Monsignor O'Connor would probably say most definitely that is not the most humble. I don't humble. think he'll be there. That's so not the most fine. humble part of who I am. But nonetheless, we'll keep it going. I'll do my best. I've been doing some reading. In fact, today on the Feast of St. Benedict, he had a lot to say about humility. And I was reading that this morning as I was preparing for the day. And he said, the most humble thing you can do is to not speak. <laughs> so we'll see how well that goes off this evening at YCP. I love it. I, I hope this is being recorded. I, I will. I'll make sure I at least record Brenda. <laughs> oh, God bless you. And well, you know, we know that Jesse is, this is, she was the ending her term as the president. So her, her term might come to an end sooner after this evening. She waited, she waited till, you know, till the end to invite you just in case like, Anything went wrong? <laughs> well, I got to say, if anybody is listening now and they are not getting these emails after this discussion and they really want to, so remind our listeners how they sign up to make sure that every week, well, they get the highlight reel from Mater Day Radio on Tuesday afternoon. Yes. Yeah, so uh, just to sign up for our email, uh, just go to materdayradio.com and right on the main page, uh, you can uh, just sign up for emails or within the app, the Hail Mary Media app, there is a button right on the homepage where you can sign up for emails. Fantastic. I am looking forward to this evening. And uh, my my humble fear is that nobody's going to show up now. <laughs> please do. Please come. I would love to experience YCP. Uh, this will be the first time I've been able to attend right. one of your events. I'm really looking forward to it. You guys are all amazing in the work that you do around here. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's Tech Tuesday. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. 
Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities Program Information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Dei Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. If you've got to be there by 9 o'clock, you've got six minutes to do it. This is Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 854, Pat and Brenda, and the weather, well, the sun is coming out. Clouds are burning off. Should be mostly sunny this afternoon, high 79, partly cloudy overnight with a low about 60. And then we get a 30% shot at some rain tomorrow. Currently, it's 63 degrees in the Rose City. Here is Sarah Hart. Joy in these bones. You're listening to Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
your faith in everyday life. Mater Day Radio, that's Sarah Hart. Got the joy in my bones. Joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. And uh, humility going to Brenda Aiken. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to be on a humility oh, panel tonight. I am doing my best. I'm doing my best. And as always, with humility, especially for radio show hosts, Get out of the way of the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm doing my best to keep you humble, uh, filling Thank in you. for David. And so far, we got two days under our belt. So, yeah, that 4.30 comes early. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> does, especially if you're going to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, Woo! Patrick. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening at 7.30 with our Archbishop Alexander Sample. We hope you have a very blessed day.